Allianz. Supporting all 32 counties through the Allianz Leagues. There's a small bit of a needle there. Now, come on, Mayor, you've got to get Andy Moran into the game. We're missing what the show. We're missing what the then show. we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. Morning, folks. Uh, how are you all doing out there? Uh, podcast land. Very welcome along to the Irish Examiner's uh, hurling show in association with Alliance. And uh, two weeks into the league, it looks as though... Man United are on the comeback trail. It looks as though Cork, <laughs> two from two, top of Division One, ARB in Norwich, to call it. But look, it all looks good, TJ, for, and there's a lot of Corkness on the show today. Yeah, there's kind of it all red tied, all right, for sure. And Marco's getting, uh, getting a bit moldy there. And uh, look, early days, but in fairness to them, they're ticking the boxes. So we have to credit where credit is due. So we're hard them when they were poor. So this time around, in fairness, things seem to be swimming nicely for them, don't it? And as yeah. for United, uh, yeah, they're getting the old breaks, aren't they? So, and uh, we were saying to Larry there earlier on, they're getting a bit of a wobble on top, aren't they? Arsenal, so yeah, squeaky bone time's definitely on the way. Gooners. Huh? I'd love to see the Gooners losing it anyway. That's I don't care who wins <laughs> they lose it. Sorry, Larry. You know, yeah. hey, boy, listen, you're the only fellow now that was cute enough to go in and take the 7-2 and cock to be top of the Division 1A, you, you're cute, who are you? You never thought just about that, of course, like, huh? I've, I've a couple of yeah, shiny... ones, long, long-term ones, you know yeah, what I mean? That was a cute boy. Yeah. Giant, giant <laughs> from his 3.4 million mansion. I forgot the wooden spoon for you, McGrath. <laughs> I'd say i be picking it up again this year somehow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in dinner. Is he in it? No. I mean, it. I put a team in. I did. You bought him again? I bought him yeah. to start with, but I, I come with a surge this year. I have a plan. I can't afford it, but I have a plan. Championship. Championship. Plan. Championship, yeah. Championship, kid. Championship the sun is shining on your back. You're moving around the parade there, looking across at me and saying, he's a bit overweight. I'll take it. Between, between yourself now, Dalo, and Cadigan, the three V now, one of the three V is a good thing for the, the wooden spoon. No, Shani, you're in the favour position, but yeah. the boys the boys aren't doing themselves any favour now, I can tell you. Well, we'll see now in a while what the table looks like. I know you have... Uh, Made substantial gains. I I stayed up till half time to see Rihanna last night. Is that what you call her, Rihanna? Yeah. <laughs> Rihanna. So, Rihanna, is it? I was very disappointed. And she was wearing red as well, Della. I know what I know oh, that bit, but she had a bit too much red enough for my liking. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know I mean, like, they'll be staying up there with saying, What'll this be like now? This is gonna be anything. This- what does she sing? Yeah. I was asking one of the girls and said, shut up, Dad, you do up. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, Matt, I see it was seven million for a, a 30 second advert there during some of the players. So just seven million dollars. I didn't see Landers financial or anything up there and they had all <laughs> different Browns celebrities. Or Marty Brown, the cube. We took, no, the, six, we took the we took the 60 second slot, TJ. <laughs> 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 was it come on racing? Was it? I saw three fellas interviewed. All right, and there were there was a couple of Dublin touts, I'd say, over there as well. Because there was one fellow paid eight thousand dollars for a seat, one fellow paid seven, and the other fellow paid six thousand six hundred for the seats. So, 
I'd be complaining about the 18 euros going in to see the National League yesterday or the previous. And I had a good few fellas were giving out to me mad about the 18 euros for the National League. And I said, look, would you bring it up in the pod? 15 would be more than enough. If the wife is with me, it is 35 or 36 euros. And then bring the, the smarflers. They'll get in for nothing. But they'll need sweets and a program. You'll see no change out of 50 euros, I said. So I said, look, I'd say it anyway, but sure. Well, it will fall in their fears. It will fall in their fears, you know, well. But I agree with you. And I'd say something like about two weeks' time, the dubs and, and tip, you know, your Crow Park, Parky Keeve, to be fair to you, you know, you can have a pint, you can have something to eat. Like you go into Cusick Park there, it is the same, it is the same Cusick yeah. Park as it was. Okay, there was a small lick of paint and a few seats, but it's 18 quid there as well, like. So that's the bit that. I- no. It's just a bit—it's a bit steep, I think. Like you know, um, I suppose. Look, to be fair to the Jade, they're probably trying to recover last ground for the two COVID years. And but like, if if there's eighteen euros for a league match, I can imagine what the tickets will be for the All Ireland final. Like they'll they'll hit a hundred euros. I'd say this year for the first time ever. So it's, and Max looking like they need a good few of them as well, won't it? Well, no, it is it's a bit early days now yet, Della. In fairness, um, like. I will say on your behalf, like the stewards, if this was racing on Saturday night, the stewards would have been called in immediately afterwards to say, come here, you're a non-trier anyway. Like, I mean, the poor old punters from Clare, they paid 18 euros to go down and watch you on Saturday night. They should definitely get a, re- a refund or the team should be suspended for about three games. Oh, you're a definite <laughs> non That's very strong. That's very strong. I was getting paid to be down there. <laughs> look, to look across it after Shelby. Downs, <laughs> Dowling, I should say. Just was some oh, some real TJ. Who's doing him? Conley, Conley's is it? Patrick Burke. No, Sexton. Uh, normal, normal. Jack. Sexton's from in, is it? Sexton's from in here in Limerick. Yeah, Declan's looking after him, dressing him well. Um, yeah, I got one or two messages and pictures of him. Right, yeah. One of them was very funny. He just kind of just had a, a picture of him with the, the peaky cap, the jacket, and the scarf wrapped up tight, and it just had one caption. Shane Og Cusick. Yeah, Ferris the Cusick. He was he was dressed down last night. He he was good good show last night. No, himself and Ursula. It was good 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 Talk show. Yeah. Debates and mm. even the bit on the Camogie was very interesting. One that you well told that the win by thirty four points and the one by thirty five and then they were out of us. Ned. Ah, oh, bananas, bananas. But they'll just go back to the price to go into the league there for one second, Marco. They're getting great crowds. Because if you take, let's say, last weekend, Massive. and let's say, mm. Nolan Park, Salt Hill, like, everywhere, just great, great numbers. I know the kids are included in that now, and the under-16s are getting in for free. Like, huge appetite for it, and probably uh, desire there for a really, really good hurling game. And it's just lacking the intensity of teams going after each other in a bigger way. I don't, don't know what it felt like in Salt Hill, Mark. We obviously touched in a while, but the Gilly Grounds definitely lacked it. Anyway. Yeah, and um, we start, I suppose, we start at the start. Larry's trying to make sure we only do an hour and, and uh, 15 today, I think. He's trying, trying his best. We'll see. Just before you start there, Dana, I can't. I'm trying to focus on the conversation, but I think behind Mark and the door, that's that's Shane's jacket hanging off the door. <laughs> <laughs> and I, think, I, I think that's a tube of Grease in 2000 on the tabletop behind the well, Oh, right? definitely, definitely, yeah. I think that's the, <laughs> I think it's Grease in 2000, you know. Where they go full screen? Where they go full screen? Yeah. <laughs> you done it, Marco? McGrath, in fairness, between, your, between yourself and Dale, I know, right, OK? The yeah. two of you are looking really shiny this morning now. 
about another six months, about another, I give give it up, Shawnee. Just I tell you now, you just might as well get rid of the whole lot of it now. I can tell you, it's every tough to have, boy. I cannot do it. 17 euros with Mohammed there in the market. Barber there. He, he, he put a bit of stuff on top of it now and rub it in at the end of it. Now it's his, his job. Like, you know what I mean? You don't worry about it in for a week again and you'll get one of the daughters to do it. Then. <laughs> Mac, are you dying to hear? Are rumors out there. I'm not dying to hear. I tell you you are going on that for God's sake. It's all my own kit. No worries, no hassle. Yeah, yeah. I tell you about it. We'll start with Saturday. Um, I suppose the big one, uh, Leash put up a good show for a long time. We'll touch on that in a minute. And fellas behind the goal with your pieces and telling the goalies where to poke it out. All. But uh, the Gaelic grounds was a letdown. Uh, TJ Eber, mile too good for us. Your new fellas, even. Um, look at I, I don't know. What to, I wouldn't, I was on and it's hard to know what to say. To clear was shocking bad. I thought that's been honest. And uh, but you don't know what kind of week's training was done beforehand, or I'm not so sure anyone's intentions with this league. Uh, I don't know. Clear two points on the board from the Westmead game and a big scoring difference. Mm. So they're no relegation threat. So maybe just experiment away and concentrate on meeting Limerick the 29th of uh, April. Maybe that's the thinking. But on show, Kylie would have been happy. I'd say it was a decent show below on Cork. Could have won. Definitely could have got a draw on Cork. And uh, comprehensive, like six points, didn't do Limerick any justice really. And uh, not to see the performances of likes uh, Michal Hulan and Adam English, and you know the goal alone, sure the three newbies into into Donegal O'Dalig and, and great pass from English. One of a lot of young lads would have gone for a pint there. Just said uh, I get my third pint of the day now, but he got the head up and said, "No, there's loose men the edge of the square. He bury it." So. You look so, I mean, four first-choice defenders missing and seamlessly just, you know, uh, brushed clear aside. So it was a good bit ahead of last year, TJ, let's, fair to say. In what, like last year, you were obviously in the middle of a huge block of training, so you weren't winning league games as such. And only beat Offaly really in the division, but um, looks looks way ahead of that this year in terms of readiness. Um, yeah, like a couple of results and a couple of um, maybe decisions and I think we were talking about discipline in Limerick this time last year and one or two selling offs had gone against them possibly rightly so uh, and then they had no points on the board and it looked like as if maybe the team was starting to wobble a little um, this year it's definitely the polar opposite like Saturday night my expectation going to the Gaelic grounds was more slightly diluted by the fact that we had seen the two games with Limerick and Clare last summer and we kind of had expected something similar again both teams had picked reasonably strong. Yes, both teams were missing key first-choicers. Um, but at the same time, we expected a blood-and-thunder game. National League from two neighbouring counties, usually what happens. But what we got was the complete opposite. 16 points again from Limerick in the first half. They scored 16 in Cork as well. All very positive. The new guys in there. Exactly what John would want. Because what that does for training is, like, as, as everybody will know, is it just gives all those guys a belief. And, and like, let's say, the mentality that look, I'm good enough to be here. Like I want to get on the next ball of training. And and from John's point of view, if those guys are like that, that's keeping the first 15 or the perceived first 15 very honest. That they need to make sure that they're training hard. That they don't let their guard down because if they do, there's a guy here willing to take my place and take my jersey. So from from his point of view, he'll be delighted. Um, 
Michal Houlihan, obviously breeding son of Mike, uh, delighted for him. Um, Mike, Michal's been around a while. I suppose he, he, he uh, from Kilmallock's run to the Munster Club final the season before last, mm. that's where he got picked. He was excellent for Kilmallock. He was taking the freeze for them. He was unlucky to start last year and he picked up a hamstring injury and missed a lot of the preseason. He didn't get his chance. Like Michal is 26. He's been around a while and do you know, there's probably a message from Michal Ullen out there to the rest of the world that basically, like, it didn't happen for him straight away when he came out of 2021. He went back to his club, he worked his socks off, he dragged his club to win a county title, got him to a Munster club final, got noticed, then got in with John Kiley, put the head down and trained and worked really, really hard. And he ends up with a man of the match display. Huge plus. The other side of it would be Shane O'Brien. Um, his father was involved with Clare, actually, in, 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 mm. in the backroom team. Shane is just literally like out of like under 17 two years ago he was under 18 last year technically under 19 this year really really young with our skull reach um, I suppose everybody knew how good he was coming through the school campaign but again looked at home big strong guy Rory Hayes swinging out of him and doing what cornerbacks do and he was well able to deal with it so again proving that he can play at this level so again another big plus for John that there's another forward there but the other guys all slid, uh, slotted in really really well and the English has had done it all he came on and got his goal so huge amount of positives from the Limerick side of it um, like as I said 16 points in, in the first half they'd have been happy with that 1-7 for Clare Clare at 1 point from play to flip it over to the clear side, they'll all, like, I'm not going to say anything that hasn't been said already. It just wouldn't be good enough. They got their second point from play in the 54th minute. I think at that particular time, they had three wides as well. So to put it into real perspective, they had five shots at the post in a hurling game in 54 minutes. So I don't think you need to know any other stat to say they just weren't at the races. And if I was going to sum clear up in one passage of play, I'd probably do it in the opening 20 seconds, Dale, where the ball was shown in, which are usual... 13 or 14 players in that melee in the middle of the field. Limerick actually left Shami Flanagan in the middle of the field for the throw-in just to add a bit of power there, right? And he actually, the ball actually came to Shami Flanagan. And if you look at it in the still, three clear players kind of came back into the number six box, kind of minding the house. The three of them were there in a little triangle, just in a protective role. Michal Houlihan was on his own, like literally 20 yards to their left. None of them picked him up. Jamie Flanagan pinged the ball to Michal Houlihan, ball over the bear. That's some clear up. They were, they were off it all night. You can't have situations where there was Limerick player after Limerick player after Limerick player in 30, 40 yards of space and absolutely nobody near them. So it was a really, really poor display. It lacked everything that they had kind of been about last summer and their intensity and, and no one and what it's been about. So obviously they'd be looking for excuses. But I think both managers will draw a line through it. Brian, and that he'll want to forget about it as quick as he can. John, in the sense that he'll probably say, was this a true reflection of where we're at in terms of because the player were off it? So, missing Tony Kelly, there's no doubt about it. I think we had this argument before about being a one-man band. Like, like he's a huge loss to them and they don't tick, obviously, as good. He's not there. But, yeah, a little worrying for me, you know, and uh, heading into the championship. And I think we won't do this today, right? But, I think as we head towards, let's say, the, the 24th of April to the start of the Munster Championship, we'll all have a challenge of ranking the Munster teams 1-5, to five, mm. right? So it'll chop and change. Mark is smiling. Like, obviously, Cork would be in, definitely in the first three today. I would say that the, 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 the general view, Delo, after Saturday night was, even though it's only one game, is that what we've seen Saturday night, that will not get clear into the top three. No, and it wouldn't. Uh, and I, I, you know, um, somebody mentioned it. I think it was Liam Sheedy uh, said that 
Limerick could have been missing up to 10 guys with all-stars for a finish uh, on, on the field. But, I mean, you know, you mentioned Tony Kelly, but for me, like Shane O'Donnell, Ryan Taylor, um, John Conlon, come back in hopefully at six. It seems his training is going okay. Um, you know, we... We need them all and we need young Rogers not having a Fitzgibbon. We talk about that near the end as well, being a bit fresh before he takes on Sean Finn. Um, so, yeah, um, young Houlihan, Shawnee, he hurls the very same as his dad, Mike. He's just a complete, clean, nice striker <laughs> and doesn't go in for the physical stuff at all. <laughs> Polar opposites, isn't it? It's incredible. <laughs> but Houlihan, fairness team could hurl too, like... Oh, he was some player there. He was unbelievable. Jesus. But um, yeah, I saw me hauling some of the club stuff in their Munster campaigns over the last couple of years. And like TJ said, a high, really, really high quality player. Um, and was probably up against your likes of your Gerard Hagerty's over the last couple of years. Sometimes as well. If he was in any other county, he probably would have been in the first 15. But such is the quality inside in Limerick at the moment. But yeah, um, and he probably could have scored more. He missed one or two frees in the first half. But um, his long-distance striking, um, his ability to go us into space, um, and then he has the sort of, um, you know, the typical the typical physical attributes that are sort of, you know, the modern-day hurler. He's tall, he's strong. He actually looks like he could fill out even more. I was looking at his hands. He actually has lost weight, actually, Shani. Is that right, yeah, TJ? I, he, he's actually, tr- he's gone fitness did yeah. a savage winter of fitness work, I think. It is okay, a savage. Yeah. yeah, I think they had a competition there, I would say, some fitness work. I think he was top of the pile, like, which is a fair statement, given, I suppose, maybe the nick of some, some of those Limerick players. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. really yeah, worked he was, hard. He, he was outstanding. I suppose what I was looking forward to was the, I love the Saturday night games. There's the lights, there's the buzz, heading into town after. Uh, fellas in good old farm on a Saturday night, no work in the morning, all those kind of things. And the Cork game was, there was great atmosphere down there. Which was just um, a dead rubber, yeah. really, wasn't it? There was no atmosphere in it, and it never got going. I suppose the bright sparks a little bit. Reedy came on, got a couple of scores. Um, McCarthy's freeze were decent. He got four good points from play, and there's no doubt about it. Either. They don't have the depth in their squad like other counties do. So you could see last year against, particularly Conlon against Kilkenny, was a huge loss in the championship, um, and they had to make a last-minute change. Um, He's a huge player for them. Shane O'Donnell is a huge player. Tony Kelly. They probably wouldn't close the gap, but I don't really buy into that because they do other things when they're on the field and they bring other players into play. They take pressure off the likes of Rodgers and the new lads who are in there. Um, but as regards a contest, I was watching it in Kilkenny. I was watching it from the left bank. I was at a, a, a stag. Surrounded stag, by a lot of... Uh, what are you doing with stags this all your life? We went into a place at one stage, the mock leaving set results came out or, or, or were done, the leaving on, on Friday, so it was full of 18 year olds. Jesus, you feel all day. Ah, it was very disappointing. It never got off the ground, yeah. really, did it? No. And no, there was no there. atmosphere. We no, the body language, the the yeah, I, I thought Brian Lowe, even on the line, he didn't, no, it was only the second league game, didn't championship stuff, but he didn't really get animated and um, actually a question, what was the booking for, for the substitute that was due to come on, the clear substitute who was coming on? He got booked, what, what, question mark over that one, what, what was that for? I don't I, I got a bit of grief since for kind of giving out about James Owens and I obviously have a history with James going back 10 years. I'm a Dublin Cork caller in semi <laughs> so people are thinking I just but I, look, the refereeing yesterday was so refreshing to watch I thought 
all three refs you know, basically tried to let it go a bit. Johnny, all right, was a bit harsh on uh, young Roach, giving him the black card at the end of it. I thought Con Cannon kind of played for the penalty and got it, but um, God, Saturday night, those yellows. And, and poor old Connor Lean making his debut and heard his name, didn't even have his name right anyway. Maybe that's some of the arson with the late teams and the late changes and this as well and this jersey. And, mm. and our good John Clare from Corofin, Ruan Corofin, hugely successful. They joined up underage. If they join up for senior, they'll be a really good, strong senior team. But whether that, that'll go ever go ahead or not, they're two very proud clubs. Uh, but they joined up for underage and they've nearly wiped the board with things between minors and 16s and 21s. And uh, he'd be proud up to that. And uh, heard his name. Well, heard Connor Lee rather than Lean. Uh, I think the father's a Kerry man. But uh, right. shot onto the field. <laughs> he slipped delighted himself. And I thought Liam made a good point on the sideline as well, though, that Jesus... If you move outside the managerial box, you know this, TJ. Jesus, there's a fine straight away in. Like I remember, I was I was suspended for an iron semi final one time. We had a fella down injured playing Wexford in the quarter final. Fella down injured, and the doc, the doc Quinn and the physio, whoever the physio was at the time, had gone in to treat whoever it was above in the backs, and Ella Markham was going for a ball and got a knock, and he was kind of down, and he was about five yards inside the touchline. Mm. And he'd a, his helmet on, of course, obviously, with the face card and all, and there was no movement out of him. And, like, I just naturally went in. There was no one else to go in. Mm-hmm. I, I could have turned around to Father Harry or Pat Fitzgerald or Alan Cunningham and said, go in, one he, will you? But I, I just went in, took off his face card. Are you OK, Papa? I said. And he says, yeah, 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 just got a bit grog there, Dela. And, you know, you're afraid of the swallow on the tongue thing. And, Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. the next thing I was, I got a letter through the county board to say I was suspended for the All Ireland semi final against Kilkenny. We peeled it now and got off with it. But like, they'd be watching stuff like that and then they can't know that there's a player of 16 men on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, baffles me anyway. And it, of course, all highlighted by the, the Kilmacud Crocs team, obviously. And um, but poor old Connor, James ran 50 yards to give him a yellow card. Mm-hmm. Still you can see Brian there saying a bad night has just got worse. Like, you know, oh, yeah. look, for me, it's look at the you have to clamp down on that, but there should be another way of clamping down on that, surely. Fair mm. to say, Marco. But shut to the thing in nothing, really. Uh, do you know, I mean, like, is he getting the yellow card because he ran on before the time, or is he getting the yellow card because the clear player hadn't come off in time? Sure, it's I think it's all been highlighted, you're right, by the Kilmacord. Crokes scenario. Um, look, I suppose there are learnings to be taken out of that situation that it never happens again because it was embarrassing for the GA. The biggest part of the embarrassment was the length of time it took to make a decision. But I suppose when I look at it, then I, I'm giving the GA time because there is a process there at the moment that is the team that is aggrieved need to make an appeal, but possibly the appeal should come quicker, not leave it three days, maybe it's 24 hours. Or else the GA needs to just look at themselves and say, we need to impose our own rules. There is a rule there and and it should have been adhered to maybe straight away without any appeal coming up. So um, I suppose we are going to be on high alert on the sideline. And I'd always make this point that early on in the year with referees, they are no different to players. They need to get up to speed as well. So I'll be cutting James a bit of slack there, Dale, for a couple of weeks. Um because look, he may have not, he may not have done any match yet this year. The other fellas might have Fitzgibbons or Hattie Cup matches done, 
And I think Fergal Hagen would have been on with us a couple of years and would have said, look, it does take the referees a bit of time to get up to speed as well. So, Dale, I, I, I'd be harder on the fourth officials here, right? I, like yourself, mm. I, like, I've been like probably rightly so at times the fourth yeah, officials. At times, no, in fairness, you, you yeah, would yeah, yeah, spend yeah. Like... I would have tested these patients. But <laughs> like, it's, it's, the process is very simple. And to be fair to James Owens here, right, like, this can happen outside of him knowing it because he's trying to referee the game so he can't watch everyone's going on the sideline but the fourth official has been introduced and I said before but he doesn't really have much other jobs other than to make sure that he kind of looks after the sideline manages the substitutions helps the referee and he's in his ear right so what's mm. difficult about one on one off well, what's, mm. what's difficult about Should that do. like so like there's no point in making a big deal about this the other thing I'm going to say here about the yellow cards and a few bits on Saturday night and they looked harsh to me you now on both sides and Good. yesterday I'll talk to Mark about like young Washington Sam Clarence Bridge got a second yellow yeah. card in Galway again which looked harsh but I did see James Owens doing this like so to me it's like as if and it's not the referees themselves now but that union above them this time of the year like to make a little statement to tell the hurling world that we're here we control and we want to make camp down on something. So whether it is the hand pass some year, next thing it was the hurley to this touch the face guard. This year, the one seems to be, that's what they seem to be kind of clamping down on very strong. But like, you know, it was highlighted last night about it won't be a freed in in the championship. And look, what we are looking for is consistency. But to go back to the key point here is substitutions. We don't need to make a big deal about this 16 people in the field. It's very simple. When a team is making a substitution, you go to the fourth official, you give him the slip. One player goes on, one player comes off. What's difficult, Dello? What's difficult? Oh, and do you know, but that, this is the bit that annoyed me now, right? I'm, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be defensive and, and, and clear, trying to pull a fast one. They weren't, the match was gone at that stage. Brian Lohan mm. knew well the match was gone at that stage. It wasn't Kilmacud. You could say maybe they were defending the last minute 45. They were trying to have an extra man the line. You could argue that. I don't know. The ins and outs of that are done and dusted now, but there's no advantage in Clare. They could have played with an extra man for the last 10 minutes. And in fairness to Conor Lean, he, he got on three or four good plays and did well with them. So nearly Lohan should be getting the yellow card or the fourth official, not the young lad. Like, you know, mm. The young lad is only mm. mad to get on his debut and big day for him. And, and uh, his club as well wouldn't have had a county player for a good while. Just, uh, just I don't know, just, it just seemed to me. I'm going to lay down the law here. We had a meeting during the week and I'm giving yellows. And I t- I, t- I had I said it, I think I said it at halftime. Kieran Barry's yellow card and Shemi Flanagan's yellow card were mystery ones to me, like they were they were hurly freeze. Um mm-hmm. and again all over the country, I suppose yesterday we had Mike Kiley was sent off, the leash lad was sent off, I think Westmead and the men sent off. Um so yeah. Yeah. Well yeah, a lot of and and, and- the, the, the one, the Waterford leash one, um, <laughs> the wing forward went in. Like that was something similar to the Richie Hogan incident a couple of years gone by, where the, the Waterford player had just kind of pulled himself back out of the tackle at the last second, and he did go to give him the shoulder on the shoulder, and he just glanced him off the off the face mark, and he got a red card. I, I thought it was pretty harsh, but if I'm young, stack the referee. I think I've done the best thing for himself for getting more matches down the road because I think Crow Park would look at that and say he got him with the shoulder into the face mask. It's a straight red card. But to be fair, I think it was a harsh enough red card because I don't think he intended to get him in the face or the face guard. It was the way the tackle came 
where the Waterford player had just just marginally reversed back out of the tackle. So, but from the referee's point of view, he's better off not to be attracting attention to himself because if he'd be called in before the shows on Tuesday, they would say by the letter of the law it was a red card. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marco Limerick, just Keen Lynch back nearly up. I didn't think he was really back. So where we expecting to be back fully yet, and certainly not below and cock. But mm. so much of an improvement in uh, Saturday night, and so much involved early on, and, and the, the way the typical hand down, hand up, pop and hand passes, vision, and Kyle Hayes then just go back to number seven and play seven. Mm. You don't have to play six. You don't have to play five. You don't have to play eight or nine. Just play seven. Three points and play. Oh, just seamless. <clears throat> Normal service resumed. Yeah, like. Just, just, just one thing on the Keane Lynch, Garrod Hegarty, and a bit of jeering they went on. I got a bit more evidence on that, Delo. Did there you? was a huge gang of kids that were down in the middle of the field, right? So, yeah, might have been in the substitution being taken place. might have been a small bit over the top now by saying that they were jeering at Keane Lynch or Garrod Hegarty coming on or going off, or that there'd be ramifications down the road in the championship. There was a bunch yeah. of kids down there and they were actually cheering at Gerard Hegarty. They were looking for his autographs. See after the game, they were saying. There was no cheering right. going on. But anyway, right, right. Keen Lynch right. is, without question, what, it, to me... It, it takes you a week most... to come up with a good story, <laughs> right? but that's one of the better ones. <laughs> they were down in the middle of the field yeah. and the match taking place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, uh, Lynch, Lynch, look, I've seen Lynch since he was 14, 15 years of age through the uh, development squads when he started out with that small little rat's tail down the back of his neck and the lads used to say, could you ever catch hold of that rat's tail? Like, you know? So in fairness to him, he's continued with the hairstyle and um, he certainly is using different stuff than I'm using. And I'm using nothing at all, like, but whatever he's using, it's different colour every week. <laughs> Myself and Shani aren't just anyway, like. Very dubious now. <laughs> he, very dubious. He's, it? It's very dark. I, 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 yeah. I, I'd have to disagree with that comment. Yeah. I'll, um, he's a joy Joseph, to watch. If you, had, no Dello, if you had one of those polls that you reach out to your listeners, right? So the question for sure. this week is <laughs> yeah, yes or no, does Matt Landers die here? That's the question for this week. Yeah. Larry, if you're out it there, definitely no. on Twitter, you would see it. One of these lackeys that bring him all the information from Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Yes or no? Simple yes or no, Larry. Simple yes or no. Colour and behaviour. It's a definite no. I can tell you here now, right? And, and don't put money on it because you lose your door. <laughs> but uh, uh, Lynch, Lynch makes him tick, you know? And I suppose John Kiley... You could see a little bit of what John Kiley will be doing this year. Lynch and Peter Casey didn't play in the All Ireland final last year. Kyle Hayes filled in a gap while they were short those two lads last year. And the funny thing is, Kyle Hayes struggled a fair bit though when he went back up front. And it is a different game being a defender and being a forward in terms of your movement and stuff like that. But well, he Hayes, good at the end like, of the year, though, Mark, in the All Ireland final. He did, but, he did, he but this, because he was playing more games, he was. In, yeah, I know. Yeah, but he he played more games as the year was going on, so he progressed. He he started to recover what he was used to playing up there. So, um, but like, you know, you'd have to say that Kylie automatically you now is looking at a situation where it will be Dan Morrissey, uh, Declan Henning, and Hayes. That'll be your halfback line come the championship. Dropping you'll have your Sean Finn. He's up in he here. won't be back. I would say. I don't think he'll be back. Oh, he'll there. be back. He'll huh? be back, Marco. Don't worry. He'll be back. Uh, 
Yeah, but will he be up to speed is the biggest question. Like, you know, yeah, he'll hardly make it, Dion Burns. He'll hardly make it. No, no. <laughs> no. Mike, will he, will he unveil Mike Casey like he did last year again out in Ower? Well, that would be the plan. Like, as I said, from, from John's point of view, uh, the start of this year looks like it's better news, like with Peter Casey back in the field and Keane. But sure, as we know, like you're only always one little injury or one game away from, let's say, a player being out. And the way the championship of the league is, like, if you get an injury at, at let's say, the wrong time, you could miss the whole Munster Championship. And Keane was unfortunate last year, so he missed the club campaign. Just from a, from a Limerick point of view, it's, it's, it's great to see him back. So there's a lot of options there. And it looks like the fact that they've, like, he obviously had been going well, that he's gone back in there and Kyle going back to seven. Looked like it's an intent for, for the rest of the year. Yeah. Cahill O'Neill, where's he? Where's Cahill O'Neill? Cahill's got a bit of an injury. He's involved. He, he is injured, but he's involved in this squad in, in, in well as well. And I'll see, you, you'll see him as well. But um, I think outside of Declan Hannon with a hand injury and David Reedy, who picked up a hamstring injury, and I think Mike Casey just recovering slowly from a little bit of a knee issue he had there in the club championship. But other than that, the rest of them are all kind of full on and like they have they have their squad and they'll be fighting for places. But it is early yet. And the same as. We, we were a small little bit maybe getting carried away with Limerick getting beaten the league last year that maybe uh, are, are, are they gone? I, I would say don't get carried away back then and I'd say the same now. Like, I, I would say that Saturday night was a little fa- more than a little false. Don't be getting carried away. Two rounds of the league. Relax. Yeah. And tell me, here, here might be difficult. Like we say if Hula doesn't make the championship team, who do you think your free tackle will be in the championship, uh, TJ? Well, at this stage of the year, like I, I would like to think that like champions are always difficult to beat, and why change it if it's not broken? So, what worked well for us in the championship last year, I'd like to think might work well for us in the championship this year. Right. Okay. Oh, and so, Milan will be hitting the freeze, Tid. I'd like to think so. Um, look, every, everyone probably knows about the situation now, but I'd like at some stage to think and believe that look, there's none of us. Probably in glass houses, and in fairness, these things happen. And look, I'd like to think at some point along the way that Aaron will be back in the fold. He's been a key part of Limerick's success for the last number of years, and I see no reason at some point that he won't have basically part to play. Whatever, whatever happened, and he'll have a part to play. So, if you ask me right now to back yeah. somebody who'll be taking the freeze for Limerick in the Championship, I would like to think it'll be Aaron Glenn. Yeah, frightening, frightening, really. Just the last thing on Clare, a, a, a positive from Clare was, was Shane Amori, I thought. Did a fairly good job on Peter Casey. P, Peter got a couple of points in play, but uh, he you know, he tried to attack, I thought, and, and he's an option for a few positions, and he's back. That was one of the, I just wanted to add that, uh, you know, to Ed McCarthy and David Reedy, I suppose, did make a huge impact when he came off the bench. But Shane Amori, I thought, um, is a great option for, for Lohan. Uh Looking forward, he'll need more games. He has two years out of it as well. He was setting up his own business there at the gym down the bridge, um, but he's a good lad and da- good fellow. Da- da- one, one thing, just, just one, David Fitzgerald, for me, is a lass from the middle of the field. And I texted you there on Saturday night that he, he had a huge influence, didn't he, in the last 12 months, 18 months out around the middle of the field. The amount of work he gets through, I thought playing him wing forward... I don't know, is he out of position there? Would Clare get more out of him in the middle of the field? Probably would like, but sure, look, you probably couldn't play Paddy Donlan any further forward. He'd probably centre-back for his club, um, centre-back for LIT. Um, you probably couldn't play him any further forward in midfield. And then when he came in as a late change, it probably forced the hand a bit. Ah, I'd say he will be midfield. 
I'd say himself yeah. and Taylor will yeah. probably be the midfield come championship. Do you know? So I wouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like TJ. I, I'm not overly concerned about Clare, to be honest. Whether we're, we're, we're probably fifth. And Kerry have two wins now as well in, in Division 2A. So we're probably sixth in Munster, really, at the moment. But look, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll truck away. And uh, we'll, we'll get on with the top of the table anyway. And Salt Hill. Marco, you went all the way to Salt Hill, I hear. I did. I travelled. I travelled. I, I, um, Navin was on. Like, I had a late. Navin was on. Like, what were you doing, Salt Hill? No, no, no. We, we had a late night Saturday night, actually. I was um, invited to Yall GA Club. They had a fundraiser. They were launching um, a big uh, campaign. Um, they have massive plans. And um, in fairness, they, they, they put together... Um, Photographs for the last kind of twenty-five moments in time of the all um, of y'all's history. Uh, you, Darian, um, and um, if, uh, Will O'Leary, I think is his name. Put them together. So there was a couple of invited people down to discuss some of the uh, some of the highlights of their fifty years. And one of them was a trilogy between y'all and Killer in nineteen ninety-seven in the intermediate championship. So it went to a draw. This, the replay was a draw. It was a draw after extra time. And yours truly blasted the penalty over with the last pick puck of the game to send it to a fourth draw. So um twas 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 a really you didn't go off the wall, did you? I, you didn't go off I, the wall. Oh, geez, I went, all right. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> she hit the uh, she hit the crossbar and went over. So um but it was it was a unique night. Uh, that's like, I have to believe it was twenty five years ago, and they're still talking. I was it just spent me a long time to get over it. But um, I, I was telling the story there. Um, Paddy Kennedy, who runs, um, who'd be Trace, Tracy Kennedy's dad, who ran the uh, the pub in Killer Kennedy's Bar. If you're ever passing through Dela, call in to the big GA pub now. And uh, we played y'all in the quarterfinal of the Intermediate Championship in two thousand and one. And there was a couple of y'all fellas came back, and of course they were slagging Petty, like you know, just um, Asher, like we beat you in '97, like you know, Asher. Paddy says, sure, look, I, I mean to say, I mean to say, like, you know, um, we beat you in an hour today. Like, it took you three and a half hours to beat us in 97. <laughs> that, was, that was the response from, the, from, from Paddy Kennedy. But um, so, yeah, the late night, and I want to thank my old comrade, Vincey Murray, for dropping me home. So he had a dry January and he he said he had so much fun in January. He continued on into February as well. So I headed off then and... Um, Early Sunday morning, my brother Mike and his wife and his marvellous Matthew and Sean Hannity, Shamey's dad, headed off. And TJ, lucky enough, we got an old text from one of your buddies there for the soft seats on the way up. So we we were we were treated to tea and coffee and sandwiches and you name it inside at halftime. And we had the soft seats in the middle of the field. We must be doing something right. I don't know. Why not? Between the two, by we... so many stadiums sewn up now, like you don't need to conquer Crow Park, really. Like between <laughs> <laughs> Limerick, Galway, and Cork, like you, soft seats and tea, tea and biscuits everywhere you go, like unreal, unreal. But anyway, um, so obviously the news started to filter through, then that Huggy wasn't starting, and then we were told that Damien wasn't starting, and then we were told that Kahal Karmak wasn't starting. So I was like, Jesus, this is going to be a route, and um, so as the game opened up. It was going to farm. Galway tore out of the blocks. One nine to one three up. And I said, on Jays, I'm saying to Hannity beside me, I said, we're in trouble here. It's not looking good. And next of all, the Dickie, Dal- the Dickie Dalton bandwagon started a roll in fairness. And he slapped over a couple of great points from play. And then he made the goal for Lehan. 
and all of a sudden it was game back on. So um, I suppose, you know, in the overall context, I think Cork kept going at the same pace and they, next of all, a couple of breaks came straight after half time, and they got 2-3 to no score against Galway. And to be fair, I thought Oshin Salmon got a second yellow card and kind of spoiled the game for a long bit and tough on him now as well, like, you know, to, to get... Don't know, was there much in it now, to be fair, like, you know, so... Um, but it spoiled it and and Cork, to be fair, continued on and, and played really well and Dalton's form was was excellent. But in the early exchanges as well, Brian Roach in the middle of the field done a huge amount of unselfish work now. And he's a guy, I think, that has thrown himself really into the mix to be starting in championship. But the most pleasing thing from yesterday, right, was that we had nine rookies that started the game yesterday that never wore a Cork jersey in senior championship. And five of them were defenders. And to think that Kieran Joyce is only in his second year, I'd still be considering him as a rookie. So you had six very, very young defenders, I would say, yesterday. And the more matches they're playing, they're growing in stature. Now, I, I'll always temper that with, I don't think they have marked the real quality forwards yet. So it could be a false dawn and so far that you'll need to be going in against the better forwards on a more regular basis. I, I think like that. You know, you look at, we say, Kevin Cooney and Martin McManus yesterday, and both of them played reasonably well, but they would be first choices. Conor Whelan played a lot of the game at centre-forward, was drifting in and was drifting out. But I think in the overall context of things, it's really pleasing from a Cork perspective of the nine rookies yesterday. And there's nothing like winning matches, putting up a big score, four goals, Lehan with two, and... Um, the lad Sean Toomey as well, you know, big abrace of hardy boy and is well able to throw himself around the place. But I've been on look, to about, him for about two years. Like, he's yeah, well, he got four feet. goals in one of the championship matches last year, but it's mm. just, it's what you like, you know, you have to have the confidence to leave him, to leave him on and just, you know, like go back to the, the Limerick game. Like, Lehan could have been taken off against Limerick. He wasn't. They left him on. They know his training is going well. He got the equalising point. Again, yesterday at times, the ball wasn't sticking. Next of all, he ends up with two goals and three points. So, like, they have that ability, but they just need to put it together. And I suppose the one word that we would have used after the Limerick game, can they go back-to-back now and get a bit of consistency? And, you know, on the evidence of what we saw yesterday, yes is the answer to that. Westmead will be coming to town now in a couple of weeks' time. And there are, the funny thing is now, there's probably eight or nine fellas that are on the sideline that are injured. And they're all looking at each other now saying, Jeez, I'm in trouble here, not for my place. I think this is the perfect situation for Pat Ryan and his management team now. That fellas that want to stick up their hand for the jersey will be given it. And you know, sometimes when you're a man in, in possession, it's very, very hard to take it off. And so, you know, if you're Dara Fitzgibbon or Luke Mead at the moment, you're saying, okay, Brian Roach at the moment is probably, I'd say, squeeze his way into the team. Tommy O'Connell did himself no harm as well. He's put another performance back to back. All of a sudden now you have four fellas looking for two positions in the middle of the field. So, And I think that's been replicated all over the field as well because there's a pile of forwards in the background. The, the Hoggies, the Jack O'Connors, you know, they're still there, Seamus Hannity, you know, Alan Cadigan. There's plenty of fellas there in the background and there's lots of fellas are putting up their hands already. So it's good. It's good. It's good at this moment in time. Johnny, um, 
Is this a case of Marcus? You know, he's right. I mean, Hoggy had to cry off. He's obviously picked to play. I mean, Cal Ann's picked to play. Harnley still hurt. Cadigan still hurt. Um, other lads, you know, Sean, I don't know who, Nile Leary, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Um, but is it a case of Pat being given the job, the obvious um, candidate to come in and take over from Kieran, and we'll probably definitely get three years at it. So he's saying this is a project. Now, I'm not... Cork always want to win the All-Ireland any given year, but, but realistically, it hasn't been won in 18 years. So, um, is it the case of Pat coming in saying, these are the boys I know, I'm pragmatic, I've been around the scene with club and minor 21, 20s, and saying, I'm going to start trusting the likes of the Roaches, the cornerback number two, what was his name, Connor? Oh, Connor Callan. Very good, I thought. Finished very strong. Bit of trouble with McManus early on, but got finished. Early yeah, Downey has really yeah, impressed yep. me. And, and, and the Rolls Royce Joyce, as you call him, it just looks the part. Is it a case of Pat saying, I have to think ahead now? Maybe the boys will be good enough to play a part in the round robin and Munster, but I have to start building for the future. Uh, and yet, Conor Lehan, absolutely. I thought nearly he'd a bigger case to get men in the match than Dalton. Dalton was brilliant as well now. Best I've mm. ever seen him, really, and looks in great shape. But is it a case of... Him saying to the Shane Barrett's, the Sean Toomey's here, come on, now's your time. Show me, I'll back you if you back me. And I'm putting my stamp on the overall thing. Yeah, I think so. Look, I, I, I'm not so sure if he's kind of visionary in the sense of this is a two or three year project and in year three, I think Cork are in a position to win in All-Ireland. I'd say Pat's mindset is to go and try and win the All-Ireland this year. Um I'd say like the challenge any manager has with the league is the five games and for Cork that are trying to build, find some new players and find some positional, like a couple of weeks ago, I was doing something with one of the radio stations here. And I said that I thought there was probably only nine or 10 Cork positions nailed on, but not nine or 10 positions that there were some players that I'd say would start, but their position was up for grabs. And he marked me a right good point there on, on Roach around midfield, like say, Cox seem to have struggled over the last couple of years with that dropping off man and how the world midfielders pick up their own man and pick up maybe the centre forward as he's coming out. Do our half forwards retreat enough? And the lower half backs sit, like the Limerick half backs can sit. And I think Pat has worked with Brian, the likes of Brian Roach. And he's tailor made for that because it's not manufactured or like it's not alien to him. He does that naturally. He's a desperate hard worker. Even when he was in the half forward line when Cork won their under 20 All Ireland. He probably only got a point for playing the final, but picked up man of the match, the game in Northern Park, because it's just in his makeup. To, he's, he's, he's manic for work. So around that midfield sector, he'll do fierce work. And I'd say Pat is looking at it that, and the other challenge, I suppose, is, again, to Mark's point, the hand maybe could have been substituted. Towards the end of the Limerick game, you could even see him talking to him. Lehan seems to take all the sideline balls now. So they've changed the sideline balls or quickline balls. There's no one going for score. They're fast. Mark Coleman isn't playing, so you don't have that armory of going for the long line ball and putting it over Joe Canning style. Lehan takes all the short ones. There's a man on the go. So already you can see some, some stuff that Pat is implementing. Quick line balls, fast restarts. Patrick Collins, quick to Ondoni. Ondoni back to Patrick Collins. No, it was easier with Tommy O'Connell free because of the extra man. Pat is going very long. There is some short stuff, but I've never seen the Cockfell forward line peppered as regularly as it was yesterday. There was fierce long ball stuff going in. And then he 
has Toomey. So aerially, I think we might have struggled a little. Not struggled, but again, it's natural for Toomey to put his hand up. Mark mentioned the four goals last year. I spoke to Sean Goheen, who did a lot of work with Corsi's, and he just he said Toomey is just an animal. That's you know that injury or no injury. He played last year with a very poor hand injury. His index finger was damaged. There was no negotiating. The guy was playing. So long balls, they can take him in the air. Dalton one ball yesterday in the half back line. So I think Pat is looking at this saying, right, if I get this right and if I give players enough game time, I could have a desperate hard half forward line that will retreat from me. I could have an incredible midfield that will pick up that extra man if he comes up. It will allow me potentially to keep Joyce free. Joyce was excellent again yesterday and he's so good in the air. Yeah, Callaghan cornerback. Callaghan is a cornerback. The modern cornerbacks are... I know Callaghan was up the field as well yesterday. But Callahan to me is a an old style Wayne Sherlock, Brian Murphy, teak tough cornerback. He loves the battle, bring it on. You know those those styles. So I think he's got a mix of the flair, he's got a mix of the aerial stuff, he's got a mix of the hard working stuff, especially in and around that middle third where manic work rate is required. And then you've got the scoring threat. You've got Lehan scoring. Shane Barrow was excellent yesterday, and I think that's where Pat. And again, Kieran did an incredible job when he was there. Pat is fresh, he's coming in, has worked with some of these guys underage. And I know guys that work with Pat when Kieran was there before, they say his man management is top class. So he seems to have gotten through. No, it's early days. God almighty, there's only two games in. But already, Shane Barrett's... We're enjoying you, though. Time. We're enjoying you. We're enjoying you. <laughs> 4.24, like. I don't, want, back in the I don't want to build this thing up too much. But Barrett was brilliant yesterday. Like, got four fabulous points. And it's great to see a fella maybe that went through... A bit of a, of a, you know, a bit of a, not a bad patch, but you know, far will dip, ebb and flow. But to see Barrett yesterday busy, up for work rate, four brilliant points. I'm not so sure, Dale. I think, yes, Pat has been given a term and will work and use that term to the maximum. But I think his mindset will be to give this thing a right rattle this year. And I think they have, like, like Tip, Tip are looking good with Cahill. Um, you know, what if we get a bounce out of Davy below? But I think Pat Ryan's mindset will be to give to Hull Ireland one hell of a rattle this year. And on the evidence alone, they've had a good start. The mood in the camp is good. Um, um, they, 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 okay, from the tactical point of view, I know I mentioned that as well a couple of weeks ago, the whiteboard has to come out. It has to. Kinork is an absolute genius. You're not going to get away with an old traditional game in the modern game. But already I like his mix of bit of short stuff and the long stuff then. And fellas feeding off breaks. And as you said, 4.20 on is a brilliant score at any time of the year, this time of the year or summertime. So good start. So far, so good. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'm not suggesting that he's saying I'd, I'd win the All-Ireland in 2026. Uh, does, I, but that would be a three in a row. Yeah, to, be, to be three in a row by 2026. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Four in a row, even. Can we go for four? Larry, will you try and get Tom Dempsey or someone for next week? <laughs> Balance the thing a small bit. <laughs> Just it doesn't take you long. Like I'd love to have an old pint this evening now <laughs> in Norcock City. Like you know, well, I come back to We're back. Time. We're back. <laughs> Tid, yeah, no, I think uh, Galway. I think, I think... We, I we, we, just, we yeah. loved our second half. Go on, if you want to talk about cocktails, well, go on. I, I have enough of them. Yeah, no, no. no t- just one thing I, I would be at the lab of you when you come up to the park. <laughs> it, it was touched on last night in um in in in, in Sunday game. 
there's no doubt the S and C side of it and, and the, the physicality of the players in Cork. And like Kieran and Fairness to him did an awful lot of work with that over the last couple of years. Like the guys are ready for it now. Like like any of the guys who come on who played there. And to talk about like say Hoggy and Robbie O'Flynn possibly are potentially being the best two forwards the week before, not having them and to still put that score on the board. That's a huge plus for them. And to touch on, let's say, the, there's no such thing really as a three-year deal. Like, there's no paperwork here, uh, as we know, in the GAA, right? Like, there's two things you have to do. Like, like you have to make sure that you're heading in the right direction and that the curve is on the way up. And, like, Pat has started really, really well. They've been behind in the games. So what he's really looking for, I suppose internally and externally is the belief and the buy-in, right? Let's say from externally forced to the fans and obviously Marco and Shani this morning can see incremental improvements. They're bought in now. They believe in the path in the right direction, that the things he's doing, what he's trying to do with the team. That's huge because Cork people, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll circle the wagons and they'll get the troops and everyone will go and support Pat. That's huge, number one. But equally as important is internally. Like if if the players inside see that Pat is doing the right things, he's giving all those guys a chance, he's buying into a let's say a style of play that probably will evolve another bit over, let's say, the coming months because it's early days. That's equally as important. So those two things going hand in hand is huge. And that's what you want, I suppose, as a manager, is to make sure this is heading in the right direction. There's no point in having a plan, as Shani said, for year three, right? Because we all know, right, in the GA, if you make a ball in year one, you might see year two. It's as simple as that. So that's only in tip. Plans. That's only in tip. Only, yeah, yeah, well, I'm just saying. But that's the reality. Like, if, if, if the buy-in and belief isn't both internally and externally after year one, you could be in trouble. So definitely, you'd, you'd, you'd have to be impressed. But the S&C, the intensity, and as I said, all, all things going well, scoring goals, everything that Cork do well in the past, definitely seems to be there. So I'm, I've no doubt they'll be happy. On the Galway side, Mm. Not really sure, like I said, I watched the game on TV, how much of an influence the sending off had it. Like Cork definitely had turned it back into the game before half time. After that poor start, they were getting nice scores. Um the way good teams use the ball, right? If you have fourteen men against them for thirty five minutes, you're going to be in trouble. And what Shawnee said there about like said Cork's full back line turned them out with ball. But they like the, the use of the ball was very impressive. They just gave it to the boys in the middle of the field. They got some scores, their shot selection, like all those really, really, really good. And inside forwards, Jesus they they have a hat of them now. And then they got the goals and they went after them and you had to impress. Galway were probably missing a good few first-choice players. Um, again, like I said, they're trialing a few fellas. I thought Martin McManus had a really, really good club campaign. He was entitled to have his shot. He's definitely getting scores for them. Looking for a goal in the first half. He's a big Oshin man. Salmon, he's a big man as well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Oshin Salmon, Clarence Bridge is a player that I really like. It was unfortunate for him. Like He was entitled to get the first yellow. Again, from the TV, it was very difficult. Like I know that something else happened afterwards. I couldn't believe that maybe it was just for the player going through that he maybe had a little flick across. I didn't think that was a second yellow, but he he's a good player as well. And and like from Gawa's point of view, Joe Cooney at centre back. I we, we had a couple of games. Um, Thomas has been Joe Cooney was centre back for Sars, and I thought he was a colossus there. I thought he was a huge centre back, big man. I think maybe with the other guys around him and the guys in the middle of the field. That's an interesting project as to whether they'll stick with him. He's been kind of used forwards and backwards in a bit, bit, bit like Kyle Hayes. When, when maybe guys were missing up top, they pushed him up. Huge player for them. Um, 
So yeah, d- 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 definitely Henry's having a look in terms of his options as to how can he build his halfback line, maybe to deal with bigger teams down the road. So I don't. I think that he'll be definitely pleased with the fight. Like obviously they went ten, eleven points down start the second half. That didn't go their way. The first five minutes, as Marco said, Cork just blitzed them for two, three man down. Geez, you're in the right hole. But they fought all the way to the end. So he'll be very pleased with the character and stuff. So. Again, second round of the league. We won't be reading too much about this game into the future, but certainly work still to do for Henry to get his first 15 and first 20 right. But on the, on, on the red side, you'd have to say the boys, you can see why they're smiling this morning. Ah, yeah, there's two smirky heads in them. <laughs> there, the and, 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 and what they say after year one in Cork is if he doesn't work out, they say get rid of that Langer. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's the county board meeting. There's no technicals. It's all new, it's like clear now, it's all new kid, it's all fresh now and modern thinking and, and it's all gone, yeah. all gone. But uh, TJ, at the same time with the league, like, and I, I could touch on this as well, like, like I know he's busy at the moment, Brian Concannon, with the Fitzgibbon, with NUIG, and and uh, <clears throat> you could say the same about Mark Rogers, like, and 48 hours he had to be turning in Sean Finn uh, after playing for UL. On the Thursday night, and but like he didn't bring on Concanon until until the fifty-seven minutes. He didn't bring on Carl uh, Mannion until Cork had got the two goals after halftime. And you'd be wondering, like, you'd be just saying, like, you know, are they just seeing? Give him a chance there. These fellas, the McManuses, the Kevin Cooney's, the, the new lads, as such, and we'll have a look at them there when there's eight or nine thousand in, in Salt Hill and see are they up to it. And I suppose they did well. Uh, most of them, but um, we'll have a look at Whelan outside and see what he brings us there. I'm really worried about winning games. I'm not so sure. I, I, I get that feeling. Like, I, again, I looked at the highlights last night now and I was trying to follow it. I was in the Gaelic grounds and we were following it uh, on on the the score app. Sorry, I, I, I what's it? They give out about me saying what's it wrong last score? year. What's the score? Excellent service there last Saturday evening. Shane Dowling was on it and giving us the scores as we're getting our makeup on. But like Austin Gleeson, you know, they're in a bit of trouble. They're down. Mikey Kiley's got sent off. You know, Alicia putting it up to him as they can do and, and giving nights and throws in Ozzy and he hits five points. Like, you know, so it's, is anyone flat out to win games? Bear Cork at the moment. No, is the answer to the question. And that's like, like if, if, if you're flat out to win games, it means you're playing your best 15 and you're not having a look. And the National Hurling League is used that you can have a look at those players realistically probably from maybe 15 to 30. Like most teams will play probably in or around 30 players through the National League to find out where they are. There's a couple of things you need to do. Number one is you need to find out if they're good enough to play. And the only way you're really going to find out, like, Training won't give you the answer. Is in a pressurized situation in Salt Hill under the cosh, what can this fella give me? That's number one. And number two, which is a very important factor in the GA and in Squadzilla, and you'll know this, right? Is that if you play the same 15 or 18 players all the time, right? All of a sudden, training will go a little bit off, right? Those guys that are numbers 15 to 30 won't be as gung ho, right? They won't feel that their chance is coming. I'm not going to get a game. So it's trying to create an environment that you have a 15 on 15, maybe that month of maybe before first round of championship where you know you've got guys here who think, you know what, I could actually get in here, right, if I really up my game for this month, right? And that is the problem. Like, we don't want to go on about the National Hurling League again, right? It's a great competition, right? It's a very important and it's a national competition. Like the ideal situation is a four-week block for the first round of the championship. That's perfect, 
And that's what's causing maybe some of this like easing off is that if teams get beat in the league semi-final, then they go away and say, right, I have four weeks now. We take a couple of days off after the league, have a few beers, relax, recharge the batteries. Then you have your two to three week training block where it's full on. If you're 15 on 15s, possibly your weekend away. You don't have a problem with a league final in two weeks. And then let's say, because as we know, if you're in the league final, you've got to give it the respect it deserves. You have a taper into it and you have a taper out of it. So you lose all your training time in the middle of that four weeks. That is what the key problem for these management teams is as you head into the championship. So from Galway's point of view, Wexford in the first round of the championship, does Henry really want to play a league final against a Cork or a Limerick possibly two weeks before that? I don't think so. Yeah, I think yeah. it might be. Yeah, Dave Wexford first, I think. So um, that's that, that to be a tricky wicket, like any day. Yeah, I just think, I, I think that's I the think problem with the split really... season, lads. We could have we could have three more weeks between the league final. This and the, I don't think the club players' fate has been. I'm banging this drum for a while. I know people are sick of it. I don't think the club players' fate has been improved out of all measure because the Ireland Ireland is three weeks earlier. I can't get that. As I said to you, Munster Club final was played very same weekend as it was 25 years ago. You mentioned yourself and y'all in the Junior A East Cork <laughs> final there, Mark. Um, we were playing Munster Club. We were playing the Munster Club <laughs> final against Patrick's well. <laughs> and it was the same weekend as it was in 2022. So I don't know. Like I just think we're devaluing our second best competition, which I've seen great joy out of Waterford winning it, Clare winning it. I'll even go back to the dubs. <laughs> It's just it was great joy, and yet we knew we had five weeks to play up, get ready to play off in the in the Leinster quarterfinal. We could relax a bit, enjoy it, take it in, uh, say it to ourselves. It's the first time since 1944 that Dublin won the league, and now I don't know. Does anyone want to have the title after their name? Maybe they will. It's just it's it, we're, we're, look, we're going back I, over the know, same I, ground, I suppose. I still think you'd like. To, I well, still yeah. think you'd like to have the title. I still think you would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't devalue it from that point of view. It is a medal I'd love to have, but yeah, I don't have it. It's it, it, it's a timing thing, as I said. It's just if you're a manager of a team, it's just it, it just doesn't work. For, like if it was a week earlier, like take out the league semi-finals, move this forward a week earlier. I one think week, much better competition. Exactly. Yeah, one week. Listen, yeah. get, get, listen. If if inter-county teams had three weeks to the first round of the championship, I don't think you'd have any issue with most of the teams going hammers and tongs. Shawnee McGrath and myself were lucky enough to win a National League medal in 98, beat Waterford, 45,000 people in Tullus the same day. We won in All-Ireland the following year on the back of winning the National League because we needed to learn how to win as a team. And that certainly was part of winning in 99. But like, there's no doubt, Dale, and you mentioned at the top of the programme that Clare beat Westmead, and as far as they're concerned now, we won't be relegated. We can do what we like for the next four games. We don't really want to be in the league final or the semi-final, I'd say, for that matter. And we all know on this show here today, right, there should be no semi-final. Scrap the semi-final. The top two teams on either side of the draw play a straight shootout in the final and give the teams three weeks then to the championship. And I think most of the inter-county managers would be a lot happier with that. Yeah, and look, fair play to you. You won that league. I was there watching you the same day. And uh, we, we met you then a few weeks later. And uh, 
you won't you won the All Ireland the following year with square balls and etc. and all that. But no, I, <laughs> I thought we won. Well, the, the, the main Elta, thing is anyway, Elta, some, Elta, player, Elta, some Elta, players Elta, in Cork have got Elta, their schedule and they're all able to Elta, book their holidays now. That's the main thing. The Santa Panza players. Santa Panza. In fairness to the Brick Welsh, last year, last year Brick Welsh crowned the saying Elsa. So Dela, I'm going to do an Elsa, and you know why. Get over it. Move on. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was silly, was it? That was the first cousin of Elsa. Oh, go on. But speak, speaking of league medals, lads, and we have to touch on them as well. They're flying it. Um, Liam Cahill's influence. And the only man on, on, on the team yesterday, I think, that has a league medal, Seamus Callan, and that was back in 2008, which is hard to believe for a county like Tipperary. And you know they've, they've won maybe three All-Ireland since then, I think. Um, so that'll tell you as well, I, I suppose that, but they hadn't also beaten uh, Kilkenny in Nolan Park in any competition since 2008. So bit of a statement victory, bit of an unreal first half performance, lads. Uh, two, two 13 to seven points, kind of a back, baptism of fire for, for Derek on the sideline, Derek Ling. Uh, to be fair to him, he brought him back out fighting and of course they fought and I think um, Barry Hogan made an unbelievable save um, mm. from oh, John Donnelly. I think uh, if that goal had gone in, I think it could have been very tidy at the end of it, but tip, tip, tipped away. And, um, you know, I'd see Noel McGrath and Jamie Callanan back and see the, the form they were in and the, and the shift. And um, There's no doubt about it. He's, 20, he's 29 now, lads, but Jason Ford is really one of the best forwards in the game now, isn't he? He made him... Lived in the shadow a small bit, I would have felt over the years of, of the shamies and the bonners and the bubbles. And so he's really, he's the man now, isn't he? Just, I mean, both tipper, uh, both Kilkenny cornerbacks taken off, including all star Mikey Butler and, and huge trouble in the full back line, uh, with Callan drifting out and with Connor Bow staying in and and Jason Ford staying in. And uh, they look like they're very fit, very focused. Kilkenny won't be overly worried. There's the whole Belly Hale contingent, obviously, to come back in. But um, so far, so good for Cahill on his return. And there seems to be a fierce buy-in. Yeah, it's probably no coincidence that the teams that are after hitting the ground running are those with new managers, I suppose, with Davy below. Obviously, we just mentioned Pat Ryan and Cahill inside and tip. Um, to Jason Ford, he, he's a typical, this kind of Tipperary style. It's kind of hard to... Strong legs, the way they stand over the free, the own Kelly style, the bubbles. Uh, he's an absolute joy to watch. One five from play over the one fifteen. And again, I suppose Cal is in the same boat. And he did like Connor Bow, the lad Tynan, like all the mm. finds, like all classy hurlers. Not terribly tall, but very, very strong. Good upper body, strong legs. They're able to ship, ship a tackle. Um, and a very, very enjoyable game. Pure hurling. Small, as, as the intro says, a small bit of needle with Noel McGrath. Getting involved, which is uncharacteristic, I suppose. Um, and just to mention again, you're on about fellas that are being repositioned and around the field for, for Kilkenny again. Parig Walsh, like that man, you can nearly say he could play in goal again in the backs yesterday. He played in the forwards last year, got three or four points in nearly every game last year. What an absolute joy to watch as a hurdler! I, I just love watching mm. him. Billy Ryan, I still would say that Kilkenny for their. You know, disappointment in losing a game and losing at a home and a big crowd. They don't like losing the tip or any team, but particularly the tip, I would say. 
John Donnelly was electric when he came on as a sub. Billy Ryan only got a point, but again, Airely caught some great balls. So made the goal, yeah. Great made catch the, goal. For the goal. Great catch. Jeez, what a pop mm. pass. Mossy Keown as well. Um, do you know he's one of these dogged hanging there? He can miss two or three balls and then he can do something spectacular. So as a spectacle, it was very, very enjoyable. Just back again. It's no coincidence at the same time that that bit of spike and that bit of bite and that bit of fervor is in their play. They're there to impress a new manager, a manager that some of them would have worked and they feel will give them a bit of time. You know, you always feel like that when you've worked with a fella at, at underage. So a couple of the younger lads will feel that they're going to get an opportunity. Um, Kyle Barrett shipped the knocky when he didn't run Maher as own lad. But, you know, it looked like a hand injury. and Could it be serious? He'd be a big loss to them. He went off the first time Kyle, Kyle had to go off after hitting his own man. <laughs> <laughs> In this instance, I think he was caught, was he? He was shook. He was shook coming off, wasn't he? He, See, that's he was shook. Yeah, the concussion thing, they can't take any chances. He doesn't go down too handy, that fella. No, no. But it's like, very enjoyable, Hurley. Like, obviously, there are nemesis as well, say, cock tip. But I always just love looking at their style. I think Noel McGrath is one of the most elegant players that has played the game and continues in his 30s to be the same. He got one snap point just... Um, just at the start, maybe the second half, where it just came to him and he had just a split second to take it and release it. Hardly no backswing. An wow. absolutely beautiful player and a brilliant captain. Um, seen him in interviewed then again after. Brilliant leadership qualities. So very enjoyable game. Tipper going again in the right direction. But I think Derek Ling will be reasonably happy. I think he got some yeah. good performances from some young players and he got good performances from some of the elder statesmen. And again, back to Parley Walsh, still continues to deliver big performances. So I don't think either team will be overly happy or overly disappointed. Yeah, Mark, I, I, I thought Patrick Murphy from Carlo, great game reffing it, you know, let a nice bit go and, and uh, that obviously with these two meeting and Nolan um, and Tip wanting to win down there for the first time in a long time, I thought I thought he helped a lot. I suppose from Derek yeah. Lynn's point of view, he's the, he's the, the backs have to be settled. Yeah. Parik Wilds maybe, Hugh Lawler thundered into the cornerbacks had a tough day, but we know they're better than that, but he has, he has Reed, Mullen, and Cody to come into a forward line. Yeah. No matter what way yeah. you look at it. Yeah. Exactly. Like, look, he's the David Moyes in this situation now, right? And I hope it doesn't end up like that for him. But And it won't. Because, like, anybody, the last job anybody would want, in my opinion, in County Hulling is the job of manager Kilkenny after Brian Cody has gone. So, and, and, I, and I think we all will realise, you know, that he's not going to be filling Brian Cody's shoes or asked to be filled Brian Cody's shoes either at the same time. So Derek will put his own stamp in it. I've no doubt about that. Quality guy. Won a great under-20 All-Ireland last year. You know, poss- possibly will improve a good bit when the belly hail has come back. And it's, it's only six m- months ago that they played in an All-Ireland final and they took Limerick down the stretch at the end of the day. So I don't think there'll be any um, warning signals or, you know, panic stations at this moment in time. Tip are well ahead of where they were this time last year. Some of the Munster Senior League three or four weeks ago, they were hopping under their skins, the same as Cocker probably at the moment. So they're a nice bit ahead of everybody else in terms of their fitness. But Kilkenny won't go away. They're hardened. They're tough men. They'll actually probably get more out of the game yesterday because there will be a bit of embarrassment about it. Great fight back in the second half, but they'll be embarrassed with what happened in the first half. 
and they'll be saying to themselves, and I know the Kilkenny people from dealing there over the years, the public are the one crowd in Kilkenny that'll be saying, listen, it's okay. You know, you're coming into a tough station there now with Cody gone, but listen, we were in the All-Ireland final last year. You didn't have a full team. You'll be fine in another four or five or six weeks' time. You'll be fine. And they will be fine. There's no question at all about that. But it's it's a hard one when you're Derek Ling on the sideline yesterday and you've been ran ragged all over the field. You have tip popping passes. You have three defenders going to one ball and there's a kill and there's a temporary Jason Ford is all inside in his own and he had a choice of either take it on or pass it even. So that won't happen. They'll go back and they'll work on that. And no better crowd than Derek and his management team and those players to get the head down. They won't be saying anything, and the crowd, I don't think the crowd will be on his back. They'll be 100% supportive of Derek Ling, and we all know that Kilkenny are going over. Yeah, I know. Uh, I think well, well put. And Gas, Tipperary put up the score they put up. Um, monstrosity of a thing. Uh, it was, uh, sorry, no, 224. 19 wide as well. And all, all I took from Liam Cahill's interview last night was it was a good workout. <laughs> I just think again, lads, our league has been a bit devalued. I, I just slightly think, and maybe you're right, just the one week, no semi finals, and maybe that would sort it. But Jesus, I, TJ, I think to maybe just thinking Anthony, the games we played, Clare and Limerick, and I know where the lesser lights now that the, the boys and, and Larry's called tip are the top two. It looks like back to the sandwiches and Turles and in Cork again with them and, and the, the crew beans and, and etc. But Jesus, the ferocity, some of the league games we played, there was never anything held back. <laughs> it might be one or two lads getting their chance, but they'd be lettered as quick as anyone else. And uh, I still think we, we're, we're kind of in a false yeah, you're, view of things, which it is what yeah. it is. You can't blame any man for doing what he's doing. I said foolproof again, like James Kennedy, John McGrath, Bonner, Groot O'Connor, all very prominent for tip the week before, and none of them are playing. So he's, he's, he's having a look at different players. Look, as I said, I don't blame the managers. I, I, I beat this drum already. But what, what, good news for Tipperary, I suppose, is the options of guys that can play here. They seem to be very downbeat maybe last year and the way they played in the championship. A lot of tip people, the general feeling was that they might be down for a while. But all of a sudden, there's a little bit of optimism around the county. You meet the tip fellas, they know the guys are working very hard. And even just building a half-back line for them right now. Like, it seemed to be difficult for them maybe a couple of months ago to know where all these players come out of. But now, all of a sudden, like, Enda Heffernan looks like he could play. Brian O'Mara, obviously, he's back in the squad. Rowan O'Mara, Brian McGrath, Campion, Connolly. They look like they have plenty of options again. Mm. Like, Michael Breen going to full-back definitely seems to be a project that's definitely heading in the right direction. And if he feels that, it's going to give them a solid spine. Like, uh, young Tynan from Ross Gray wing forward again really really impressive in the modern day half forward role using the ball really really well and so look we all know what the other forwards and the older guys can do like just plenty classes and he said beautiful stick players all over them one guy that impressed me watching the game was young Connor Bow in the full forward line mm-hmm. thought he led the line really really well he was unlucky for a couple of goals himself but he was involved in an awful lot of things good but Cal will definitely be really really happy with the, with the array of hurlers that he has to try and pick a force 15. I, like, definitely dangerous come championship. They'll definitely be better than they were last year and they'll be looking to make a statement. And like, as Shani said, but new managers, like Liam Cahill will be thinking, like, 2023, I need to be in the top three. He won't be thinking any further than that. That is for sure. On the Kilkenny side, yeah, like, really, really sluggish start. Like, no doubt about it, like, Bally Hale have more influence on the Kilkenny team than possibly any other club team 
on any inter-county team. Like they, they, there's huge players for them, and and rightly so. They're the best club team around. You know, like because we, we, we all of a sudden. Like we'd be thinking in the club point of view, if we can get one player into our team that he makes a difference. Like from their point of view, they have five or six of them that will be on the team again. Uh, I suppose from Derek's point of view, the old traits of Kilkenny not going away, even though they were well down at halftime, two thirteen to seven points down at halftime in a hole. He just really would like the fight back that it was there. We kind of associated that with Cody and Kilkenny for a long number of years, so it's it's still there. It hasn't gone away. And Kilkenny haven't gone away. Mm. No, that's for sure. And look, we moving on the time, we're going over an hour and 15 as usual, and we've still a few things to get there. Dubs, I watched the Dubs and Antrim. Dubs lived a bit dangerous near the end. It looked comfortable. And then Antrim got a couple of goals. Um, I have to say, I mentioned him in, about the fantasy hurling. Um, Eddie Gibbons, some game and goal for Dublin. What made two saves, Neil McManus. Incredible at uh, Keelan Malai, two great goals. Talking Boland and Fergal Whiteley, very good. Great see Danny Sutcliffe come back. What a warrior there, a long time now. Um, but Michal has a tough enough job in his hands in, in terms of everyone mentioned about Rush, Rush, Crummy, and O'Callaghan not making themselves available for the year or so. And um, he'll have changes. Do you know who's a help team, lads? And I, I watched it there yesterday and I Came across him a good bit, and he would have hurled senior as well for for Cork. I'd say around twenty twenty. Chris O'Leary, he's a good O'Leary. Dublin. Yeah, yeah. good strong guy. Like and yeah, yeah. He was he was a year behind us on the uh, the development squads. He was a good kid. Now to be fair to him, you know, very very positive, great hurler, and fantastic attitude. Absolutely yeah. brilliant attitude, you know. And he chipped in with a good few points yesterday. Now and he's 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 yeah. helped a lot of fellas in the fantasy team over the weekend now as well. So. But uh, yeah. he he's been a big plus, big plus now. Was he in your fantasy team? He was. No, I left him out. <laughs> Who's picking that team for you, Mark? <laughs> if someone is picking that team. really you know what? What? <laughs> Must be. <laughs> it was good. It was good though, to see lads. Um, Westmead putting in a fairly good shift against against um, Wexford as well. I suppose lost by a nice bit for a finish, but was only a pint in at half time. I think or. Just after half time, and um, it's a big good lift and, for them. And as, as we said, Leash and again, Antrim really, really competitive. Um, they look to be slightly ahead of who will stay in the division, but um, that that will be very tight down the stretch. And um, good wins, Dale, 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 yes, all, yes. all those, those three teams, Leash, Westmead, and Antrim, they all hold well for long stages yeah. over the weekend now, every one yeah. of them now. And and, yeah. and and I could see a big improvement in them. Like Antrim looked really fit, Leash looked really fit. Jesus, the centre back had an unbelievable game. He had a brilliant game. He got yeah. two goals and two mm. points. He did. Uh, Ryan Malelli was it? Mm-hmm. Ryan Malelli. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. The skill. I think he and kind of played deep. I think. And when Mikey Kiley got sent off, I think they were in great fettle because they were really tight. But then the wrong man sent off, so that probably swung that. But you know, Davey be happy enough, three points. Michal Dunham would be happy enough. Not not trying to, you know, just play platitudes to the, the three teams who we feel will fight out the relegation, but that's probably the reality of the situation. Um, if Leash, the Leash-Antrim game should be huge on that side, you'd expect probably most teams will beat Westmead on, on our side of the draw, let's say, 
the Clare yeah. Limerick Cork sides. So look, that's that's just reality, and it's it's crucial for their development to try and stay at that level. Uh, in two A, uh, great victories for Kerry, tidy enough with, with Carlo Kildare uh, going well, I think really, and awfully big win against Derry. Um, so they they looked they're unbeaten, and they looked like they they could be fighting out two from three there to get to the final of that. Um, other things, lads, just to touch on. Um, Bruff continue with another bank holiday weekend. TJ down there with the Junior B. Khalidi is getting some twist out of this Junior B. <laughs> Roger McQueen and, and, and his uh, cohorts, I tell you, by the. Uh, and they're in the final now against Sars, actually, from, from Galway. So, from Galway, uh, yeah. Bruff, Bruff enjoyed their bank holiday weekends, but they're getting a few extra ones with this Junior B All Ireland. Yeah, I was I was chatting to Tom Coleman Coco yesterday from Bruff, and he said that Bruff are in the All Ireland final. That's what he led with in the conversation. <laughs> so, um, yeah, look, 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 it's a great competition. Obviously, obviously, those guys are um, uh, obviously giving it their all and kind of committed to it, and sure, it's great for, for for them to, uh, to to be involved in let's say a tournament where they can go around and say it's it's, it's Bruff's second team. Like so, um, Bruff were actually beaten in the. Um, Premier Intermediate County final by Mona Lean. Mm. Mona Lean went on to win the All Ireland. So obviously, and Shine, good, good buddy of yours, Shine, doing plenty of good work in, in rough is Jerry O'Connor. So he's involved in the coaching side of it. I'm sure he'll be keeping an eye on the junior Bs. But um, uh, actually, Tom Coleman uh, was sent to me on the phone. He said, like, was it allowed to train if you're in junior B? Like, if you're in the junior B All Ireland final, are you allowed to train? Oh, I think they're training hard. <laughs> I think Roger asked John McQueen to do a session or two, and he's been caught flat out. So he he, he, th- he thought it might be cheating before maybe not Ireland semi final or final if he trained. He said in, in, in his day, the junior B teams didn't train. No, no, right of passage not to train. Actually, yeah. I know, I know. Um, fantasy, I think um, Killa is is oh. just gone to the top with just oh. unbelievable. Weekend of 283 points. Um, I'm languishing oh way down. I, I don't, I'm going to have to ring Cahill about this 205 points. I don't know. Shani, you're just <laughs> a pity. Don't have to the Black Swan didn't go great. <laughs> Sh- yeah, did you have any swan. team the first, the first weekend, Shani? Oh, that's my first team. No. There, no. Do you know, give him another 137 there, Larry, will you? Just I still wouldn't. Double make, it up there um, for him, yeah. Give him a small chance. But an awful fall from Grace for Larry Ryan, lads, who who was leading easily last week and, and is back down in fifth place now, you know. Um, but um, TJ, 220, you didn't have a bumper weekend either. Liam Sheedy did well. It's really all about your captain, really, isn't it? Is yeah, my captain. key for you, Mark? Got a, got a lead from the front on and off the field, Dado. <clears throat> yeah, it is the league. Got yeah, a bit of work right. done now. Picked a couple of That's nice fellas. Like, it's all about Jason Ford and Donny Burke. And mm. and young Kyle Hayes going back into the half back line that was a major plus now over the weekend. And finally, Caleb Lyons came good as well. In fairness, four points in centre back for Waterford. So hit him as well. Yeah. I don't know how you got two eighty three. I'm going to gonna knock a couple of weeks out of this now, Dale. Oh my, because there's no national league next weekend, so I I'll still be on top for two weeks at least. Yeah, and you're going. I think in our listeners as well, uh, you're 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 going into the. The ah. top, the top, uh, top six excellence of that top as six. well. Uh, no, in sixth position, uh, Orlando Ditch is leading us. <laughs> <My buddy. laughs> he'd be giving us some 328 points. 
some yeah, score some shooting there, in fairness. I had a tip by their back lads that there's no doubt about it. Well done, Hurler. Uh, you you you'd be giving me stick on Twitter now, no doubt about it. Uh, later on, uh, James Daly in second. Hospital Overstown massive score as well, two eighty nines, unbelievable shooting. So uh, I won't be winning the overall anyway for the league, but I'll be having a good look at how things are done and studying studying hard. Um, so well done <laughs> at the moment, Hurler. Yeah, it's all about championship for us this year, Marco. It's all about Tip coming yeah. to town on the twenty third <laughs> day of April uh, and seeing how that goes. So. That's fantasy. Uh, well done. Well done, Marco. Delighted for you. Um, delighted with the hair. Delighted with the background. The Grecian 2000 there in the background. I see it there, yeah. And the batch robes and all that there. And yeah, everything's gone. <laughs> but um, any foregers, lads? Uh, I just want to just very uh, touch on it Saturday night. I suppose. Sad week in Clare. We, we lost Conor Lucknan. Um, Jerson um, was a about the last touch of Connor, he spent a good few years overseas and and that and but he was a, he was a gas young fella. He was our water boy in the nineties. Uh, he'd do anything your man would tell him to do if that meant knocking the Tipperary Limerick or Cork water bottle carrier if you had to. Um, very very sad. Um, Friday and Saturday, Jar spoke superbly on, on Saturday. I have to say so. Condolences again to to Jar and Mary and Barry and the extended family. Uh, huge, huge loss, huge loss, and and will be felt most at home, and that's that's really the reality. Any um, fogers, TJ? Uh, nothing too major, Taylor. Just a hat tip to the Burns uh, yesterday in in Navin. Charles getting um, Blazing Cal back to win the Grade Two in the Sun. Philip, I know Philip is a big hurling fan, and obviously Charles, big Limerick fan too. So keeping the the Limerick flag flying, they had two winners, and we'll be hoping that it'll be onwards to to Cheltenham for, for them. So. Good day for them. Um, other than that, no, just watching the, the Super Bowl last night, looking at all the pageantry and the kind toss and all that kind of stuff. Just wondering, is there some learnings for the GAA in there, Shawnee? Would you like kind of a big pageantry around the kind toss and getting all these personalities in? And a bit of Rihanna at halftime. Yeah, a bit of Rihanna at halftime. <laughs> for the red nose, in red. Do, do, do you know what's noticeable before the mute before the actual um, the match the national leagues is that the the diddly eye music has left the scene of the crime and now there's more upbeat music upbeat, yes. uh, before all the national league medals. I think they have a playlist now gone in, so Spotify. we're gonna have seven red. I don't know. So I suppose it's getting the crowd going, getting the kids going. And you know what was brilliant yesterday in Salt Hill? I was looking up to meet Paul Bellius, the, the chairman there, and they were very accommodating, was to see the massive crowd of young fellas, hollows, boys and girls out on the pitch at halftime. Oh, yeah. It just yeah. is what, in, it just is the GA out and out. The amount of kids coming up to the match yesterday with the holly and the slitter, like this is a just a brilliant product. And to be allowed out on the pitch, is all about because that's where the kids get their dreams from. They're seeing their heroes on the field and then they're imagining going out in the field themselves. So hats off to Galway County Board yesterday for, for everything that was done. Yeah, I think it's going on nearly everywhere now. It's great to see it. We, we weren't allowed in in, in, in Ennis for a long time, but um, they're great now. They're usually bringing even when the clubs are playing now, they allowed their under 10s to come in and play a little seven aside. At halftime, two sides of the field, even the club championship match. So it's just fantastic. And yeah. Your mind in the field in Limerick, TJ, but it was in great shape, I have to say. We didn't have any excuses with the pitch on your Saturday night. 
Uh, yeah, no, in fairness, in fairness to, to Spike and them, they, they, they relayed the surface last year and it's a great job. It looked tremendous. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, beautiful, beautiful side. But, you know, in fairness, even though they asked people not to go onto the field afterwards, everyone just went and went for yeah. it and hurled all around them. Got plenty of autographs and all that kind of stuff, as they should. Mm. Yeah. Um, last thing, lads. Uh, come on, Rayson, Marco, or AGM. We won't be on the air next week, I think. Is our AGM next Next week? Monday night, eight o'clock. Yeah, we stay yeah. in Limerick. So, we? Uh, I'd, I'd say that's the plan, and uh, we might head down to Connor Fitzgerald's if TJ could make a phone call for us there. We might get together there to bring the. We need to mind the treasurer anyway, Mister Morrissey. He needs to be minded. You know, you know the treasurer's reported all these. The AGMs is always very important, Ella. So, yeah. um, just to reiterate to the members, the existing four hundred and sixty-eight members out there. We hope you rejoin us again next year and your membership will be due on the 1st of March. Don't panic. Don't sweat. We will have um, an easy way to re- to renew your membership is what I would say to you. But it's not due to the 1st of March. For any new people, and I met a fellow by the name of Ray Lucy from um, yesterday in Galway and he told me that he was only busting to join it because he said, look, I need to get away for a couple of days racing. I love the hurling. But I'd like to go to the races for a couple of days. He says, is it true it's only 200 quid all in for the year? I said, that's it. All in for the year. No further expenses. And he said, will we get to meet the great Willie Mullins? I said, you will get to meet the great Willie Mullins as well. Will I tell her, I'll give you the 200 quid now, so if that's the case. So it just, <laughs> it just proves, I suppose, when you're going to the best, you know, people want the best these days. So, um. Thanks for the support for last year, I suppose. I'm looking forward to, to people renewing. But yeah, so anybody that, that hasn't registered for the AGM, I think Rafa said there's about 250 people allowed on for that. I think if we have more than that, he probably will extend it out a little bit further. But 8 o'clock online next Monday for the lowdown of what's happening for Come On Racing in 2023. You'll never get a stand-in chairman there for me because I don't think I've ever chaired any kind of a meeting. But anyway, Mr. I pass over. To, I pass over. Did you get the two hundred quid off of uh, your three point four million mansion Blackrock Black uh, neighbor there to ex teammate? You got it off Brian Hogan. He owes, like. owes four hundred now, two for last year and two for this year. I, I, <laughs> I have I have my own bit of foie gras. I I um my own three year plan didn't work out with the hockey. I got the chop. The team I built in the last <laughs> results weren't as expected. So I, I, I told you, play a sweeper. I told you. I got the bad news, and I, my services are no longer required. Yeah. Now that you have a bit more time in your hands, Sean, you can come racing with us a couple of nights. We'll, we'll show you the ropes and bring JPM with you. So we've all retired, Johnny, from coaching. No, everyone that's on the, the, the examiner hurling pod is gone from coaching because you can't. We've been time with it with come on racing, like so. Yeah, yeah, 400. Hello, hey, 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 before you go now, I see you opened up your, your uh, I see you opened up your column with, I really enjoyed the game of rugby over the weekend. Oh, now I tell you this much. You now are absolutely after doing 360 degrees because. It wasn't to be mentioned last year on the programme. And now you are starting up your columns with rugby. By Jesus, Adela. You go away, you bollocks. That, I must have a bad column. influence that's on you. That's not to be mentioned on the podcast. Okay? <laughs> no, I think like, I'm having a bad influence Dim, on you. I'm going to tell you this. Dim games come around in that rugby about once 
every four years and it does a damn good game. And uh, yeah, it was worth watching a small bit of it. But I went away to Limerick because we'd been inside early to get our makeup on now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said, no, it wouldn't take you too long now to brush up, to be fair. And all the new clothes oh, are no, getting no. from is it Sexton's menswear, is it? No, Patrick Burke's menswear, no, Patrick Burke. uh, Kilrush, and uh, at the top of Parnell Street in Ennis. Get in there, lads. Patrick will look after you. Stephen will look after you. John Hayes will look after you. Any of the lads. Scotty Brack, top class, best menswear shop in the Midwest by far. Sorry, TJ, I know you have a few connections there in Limerick between Sexton's and Connolly's and all them. And, and uh, shout out to Burks. Yeah, uh, doll, doll me up. To, I had to go on with Jackie Terrell last Sunday night, like, you know, so <laughs> that's, that is hard going on. Male model, gym seven days a week, you know. So, anyway. You, you, that you were him. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the gym. <laughs> we were saying, lads, we got all training and we getting going. I said, lads, we're going doing four mile runs and stuff, you know. And then did some say some fellas out walking. I'm walking. He'd say, and I used to say walk and won't be winning the championship for us. Like, you know. And the great one was it was a great, he's dead now. He was some Garth uh, gymnaster and he was a guest man and he worked hard with, with a scaffold and firm and he, he liked his few pints after work in powers. And uh he'd be sitting there in the bar in powers and you'll come home from work yourself if you fit like one of them one day even you after having a rough weekend, maybe. And the lads used to say I, he he's not coming training, and he's in the gym. And the boy would say, "Yeah, Jim Nestor, open <laughs> 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 the counter with Jim in power." So times have changed. That strength and condition have changed. With that, we'll uh, we'll we have a break next week. We won't be with you. We'll be with you the following week. Cork will be sitting right on top then uh, of Division One A. I think One A. One A. One A. Putting Westmead to the sword down the park. And uh, be looking forward to a league semi final. And uh, we'll... yeah, I'll be looking forward. There could be a couple of new fillers unveiled that day now, Dale, that you haven't seen in the cock jersey. A couple Jesus. of fillers have won county medals for the first time this year. Okay. I'll be looking forward to that game now. Cunningham, Toomey, uh, Ben O'Connor's on the leave, and, and he's gone playing rugby. If it's given, it'll be over. There'll be a good so, few Fitzgibbon fellas now. Yeah, Would shout out to you, just last shout out as well, meant to say it. Uh, great uh, Fitzgibbon semi finals uh, the weekend. So, someone in UCC finally got a map of Clare. <laughs> They're playing uh, UCG, NUIG, and uh, down to be on in Tubber, which is near to Tubber is M and Taft's clubs. It's near to Galway now, as you can get, like, you know, and it's up in the Burn as well. And it's hard enough to find it now. Lovely setup now, great yeah. club, don't get me wrong. But someone in UCC finally figured it. It'll take about three hours to get there. So it's moved to the more eloquent uh, grounds of Gortine, Dora Bearfield's pitch on Thursday night under the lights there. That should be a cracker, UCC, NUIG, and you have UL travelling down as hot favourites to take on Waterford IT, Waterford. whatever they're called now anyway, all these new names on the colleges. But two cracking ones Thursday night. I think they're going, one is going to be streamed anyway. Uh, I might see what I get someone to do an hour here in the pub and hit over to Gortine to see UCC and NUIG. Uh, quite like the teams are incredible, aren't they? Um, that are playing in these games. You know, the fellas who have featured in the national league will be subs on these teams, which is mm. incredible going. Yeah. So, good games to look forward to. Okay, boys. Uh, over and out. I'll see you at the AGM. I'll have my chairman's gown and hat on me. And uh, <laughs> Excellent. Lenders, 
it'll be everything will be through the chair as well, right? Oh, through, the chair, through the chair, through the chair, through and the you'll chair. Be told, you'll be told shut up as well at times at this meeting now. Mark, yeah, shut yeah. up there. Leave have the, the stopwatch. Have it. the stopwatch. Yeah. TJ's already after saying five minutes. Every speaker has only got five minutes. We have to have the first AGM over in less than an hour. Less than oh. an hour. Okay, leave it with me. Yeah. Good luck. Allianz. Supporting all 32 counties through the Alliance Leagues. A grain of rice. A grain of rice. It's going to tip the scale. Just remember that. There's a small bit of a needle there. Come on, Mayor. You've got to get Andy Moran into the game. We're missing what the show. Then we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster.